absolute treat after hearing Scott, Adam and myself roll through each club and our opinions on their chances in part one, which is available on our podcast feed on Wooshka, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and a bunch of other good podcast platforms. It's now time to hear from each of the clubs. We've been able to speak to nine of the 14 teams ahead of the coming season. Here's who's coming up. We've got Darren Syme from Lions, Andy Pengelly from Penn Power, Ben Kahn from Olympic, Royce Brownlee from Moreton Bay, Paul Arneson from Sunshine Coast Wanderers, Richard Greer from... Richard Greer from Redlands, my apologies, Gray Pittick from Gold Coast United, Rick Coughlin from Logan Lightning, and finally Tom Ballantyne from Magpies Crusaders. Thanks to all the clubs and for Football Queensland helping set all of this up. Let's get right into our first interview with Darren Syme from Lions FC, and we hope you enjoy it. We'll be back at the end of it. Right, we're joined on the Brisbane Football Review, Football Review season preview by the coach of the defending champions of Lions FC, Darren Syme. Darren's talking to us once again. Now, it was a very successful year, ultimately, in 2020 for Lions FC, but it was also very challenging. What do you look, what do you, when you look back on it, what are your reflections? Um, it's a season we're really, really proud of, actually. You know, every, uh, every club had their, their issues and their concerns. Um, you know, you always look back and think, what could we have done differently in regards to the league? Um, but all in all, I'm not sure if we could have played things much differently. So to get you know the championship for the end, it's a nice consolidation with uh, you know a lot of hard work from a lot of people. So now it's nice to nice to end the year on that for sure. And silverware always helps, doesn't it? It does, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Makes everyone want to come back for some more. Absolutely. Now the difficulties of 2020 has that impacted how you've gone about the preparations for this season, given the length of last year in particular? Yeah, we we certainly I you know, gave them. A uh, little bit of extra time off. Uh, I think we all needed it, to be perfectly honest with you. Coaching staff, you know, board, everyone, and everyone just needed to, to step away for a little bit and uh, reconnect with their loved ones and, you know, try and live a normal life. Um, so, yeah, and it was, yeah, we're very conscious that we, we don't want to burn them out. Um, you know, we get halfway through this year. Uh, hopefully, we'll reap the rewards there. So, um, whether we're going to be full strength going into the first few games, you know, remains to be seen. It's a, you know, a calculated gamble, I suppose. Absolutely. Now you mentioned you might not be full strength going into round one. How's pre-season shaping up? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Um, you know, we, we have, we've had a couple of, uh, I suppose, niggling little injuries that have impacted the squad, but, you know, I'm, uh, I'm happy with where things are in regards to certainly the feeling within the squad uh, the boys that we brought in you know we're very selective on, on, on who we bring in they've got to meet a certain criteria but really at the top of that criteria is you know what, what type of people they are and, you know are they going to add value to, to the 
club, it's our culture, and I'm, I'm happy to report that all the boys that have come in have, have been excellent. You know, they've really, and they, they brought an enthusiasm. You know, it's always nice they, they want to come in and, and win stuff. Um, so, all the older boys who have been here, you know, refreshed with their enthusiasm as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with where we're at. So I was going to talk about the, the inclusions later on, but you mentioned them here. I mean, you've only added the three that are publicly anyway, Finn Beekhurst, Jake Minnette, and Max Mickler, who was an absolute standout in the FQPL with 12 goals last year. What are you looking for from him and him in particular and the other couple of signings as well? Um, well, you know, certainly Max coming in, uh, you know, he's an exciting young player. Uh, whether he's... You know, been tested at, at the MPL level remains remains to be seen, but you know, certainly in the, the pre-season game, he's, he's showing his ability to, to turn and, and run at players, which is always dangerous. So it's exciting when we have players like that. You know, in the competition, we've got Jared Rockhouse obviously over Olympic. He's got the ability to do that, so everyone's excited when he gets the ball. Um, so yeah, Max is Max is settled in well. Uh, he's very He's quite competitive and he's a winner as well. And with Finn and Ethan, you know, they've all come in and contributed. And that's all we can ask, you know, just do that a bit. Um, you know, contribute to the squad. So, well, excited to see, to see how, you know, what they can bring for us. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned the squad as a whole. Normally, Lions are one of the more stable sides in the NPL, but this year you've lost a fair few to the A League, down to the NPL in Victoria as well, along with Nathan Reardon, who retired at the end of last year. How big a challenge is that for you going into this season? Uh, well, I suppose it's just natural attrition, really, isn't it? Uh, as a club, we're really proud of the fact that we can, you know, be a, a vehicle in which players can come and, and move on to a higher level, certainly in the A-League. Uh, you know, the boys that went down to Melbourne, I think they were ready for a change. You know, they, they've won a lot of stuff up here, um, and they're looking for a, for a new challenge. Certainly don't begrudge them doing that, young men going down south and, and, and seeing how they can, uh, can mix it up with the boys down there, so, and obviously Rito, with his retirement, you know, could have ended in a better way, so, yeah, it's, it's you know, it was something we kind of thought about and planned on, of how, you know, has the, has the squad evolved, uh, are we ready to, to change things a little bit, so I suppose it forced our hand, to be fair, um, but... Yeah, it is what it is. That's that's what happens when you win stuff. You know, people want your uh, want your players, and they uh, they want to go and try and win other stuff. Which uh, you know, I'm I'm excited, and, and they go with their world wishes. But uh, you know, really happy with uh, the, the squad we've assembled. Um, it's still you know filling each other out a little bit, uh, but that's okay. That's, that's to be expected. So you know, happy where where we're at. There's always a price of success, isn't there? There is, yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, we'll, you know, we're grateful that the, the boys, you know, came to our club and, and, and did what they did and worked really, really hard to get those rewards. So hopefully this next generation, this next squad can, can do the same for us. Absolutely. Now, the last couple of years, it's kind of been a monopoly in the top four with yourselves, Olympic, Peninsula and Gold Coast. Nice. Do you see that continuing this year or do you think there's a team in the chasing pack who might be able to close that gap? No, I actually think it's going to be a lot closer this year, um, which I welcome, absolutely. I think uh, yeah, and the more 
the league is, you know, the more exciting it is. So, no, I absolutely am welcome uh, how close it's going to be. You know, you've got you know, clubs like Geese and, and Morton Bay who, you know, have retained most of their squad, you know, so they're going to be absolutely stronger for that, you know, working with each other. So they're going to be really competitive as well. And, you know, Magpie Crusaders are, are going to be quite busy up there. I think um, Logan coming in as well we'll to have signed you know, some decent players that, that will certainly certainly be pushing uh, for that top four, top six. So I think uh, it's going to be a, an interesting season, a, a lot closer than a lot of people think. Oh, the Raw as well, I think the Raw youth, you know, they've uh, had a good run in, a good pre-season, they've been together for a while now, so I think uh, they're certainly a strong outfit, so, which is uh, exciting. Absolutely, looks like a great season coming up ahead. Have you sat down and thought about targets for this season yet? And is it is it about the league here domestically in Queensland, or are you looking also to the national stage, where Lions have done so well in the past? No, I think we we really you know sit down and think well, we're going to be at the uh, MPL you know uh, final series. Uh, it's, it's that's an added bonus. Yeah. Any anything to do outside of the league for us. Is certainly a bonus. Um, I think you know new squad. I think we've just got to make sure that we win next week's game. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, but we certainly have goals and aspirations to to make the top four. To certainly be in the you know in the hunt for the league because uh, you know the older boys doing here last year. Um, you know, it hurt not hurt a little bit, but I think they uh, they certainly want to get back to those winning ways in, in regards to the league. So. Absolutely, and the hunt for the Premiership starts for you on Saturday at home to Gold Coast Knights. It's a pretty big first game of the season. Is it? What are your thoughts on that matchup? Uh, yeah, good. I suppose it's going to be a nice test for us early on. They've, um, they're always very strong, you know, and, and, and they'll play for, for 94, 95 minutes. You know, it's, it's not going to... I think both teams uh, are going to bring out the best in each other. Um, you know, we're, we're relishing challenge, it's, uh, there's no kind of nice cruisy start, not that there is really a cruisy game again this year, but starting off with uh, with Knights is, is great, when I seen as I read that I thought fantastic, you know, I, I won't have to worry about the boys just uh, coasting <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll be ready to play no doubt about it so. Absolutely, final question, Darren what do you think this, the um, story will be for Lions in 2021? Um Well, Darren, thanks for taking time to talk to us for the season preview and best of luck for the season ahead. Thanks very much, mate. Appreciate it. Hello, Bray. Welcome to our NPL preview show. Um, first of my interviews at, at this stage is uh, 
potential power strikers forward, uh, Andy Pengelly. Andy, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, how, how's your short and off-season been for yourself personally as well as for the club? Um, yeah, well, it has been a very short off-season, obviously. Um, with the All-Star stuff, I've had, I only had four weeks off, but um, the players with finals and that didn't have much longer, so it's been a short turnaround and um, it, has, it, it has felt like pre-season's dragged on a little bit to an extent, even though it's been short, but um, we're looking forward to getting going. Uh, Power coming in as the defending premiers, will it be a different approach going going from being the hunter to the hunted? Um, it could be. I think, you know, obviously we did really well last year, but um, there are a couple of teams or a fair few teams that could win it again. So I don't think uh, we're, we're favourites by any means. I think we will give it a, red, a, good, a good crack and... Um, yeah, we'll see where we're at at the end of the season, but um, I don't think we're the hunted. I think there are a few teams that could win it, um, but yeah, we are one of them for sure, I think. Yeah, uh, Power have recruited extensively in this off-season. What would we like to play again with the likes of uh, Brendan White, um, Michael McGowan, Jake McLean, who are your teammates within that uh, incredible 2019 FFA Cup run with um, Brisbane Strikers? Yeah, it's amazing. Obviously, I have a really good relationship um, with all of them, particularly Jake. Jake helped me a lot um, during that year. So they've had a really good impact. I think everyone's gelled really well with them across the whole squad. We have a really, really good change room. Um, there's obviously a really good environment, and I think it will be, uh, I think it's strengthened us um, as a squad. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, of the new recruits in the squad, uh, who will be a player to um, watch out for in the new season? In terms of players, or yes, yeah, team, sorry, yeah, uh, within, within your within your team of the new of the new recruits, who would be one to sort of watch out for? Oh, there are a few. Obviously, um, I think all the players we brought in um, have have really good uh, backgrounds or experiences. Um, obviously, Xander Guy. Um, had a good season last year at Gold Coast. We've also brought in um, Jesse Rigby as well. From although he was at Brisbane City last year and they didn't go so well, he was he was with me at Pride and he's a really good player. So I think um, he's in line to have a really good season. And obviously, the strikers boys that we've managed to get a hold of um, have a lot of experience and have had a lot of success in the NPL as well. So I think all the players um, that have come in have added to our squad, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go. Uh, Power look to have um, built a squad capable of uh, being in multiple competitions this year. We're fair to say the club is sort of looking to be ambitious as far as you know, maybe getting back onto the national stage, such as the FFA Cup or the national finals. Yeah, I think that has to be a major aim. I think it's a major aim for the playing group and for the club. Um, we all as players are really ambitious and the club's always been really ambitious um, to be successful so for sure that will be one of our aims along with the league and I think we have a good enough depth and um, a big enough squad to be able to push on all fronts so yeah for sure to answer your question yeah. um, you, you personally had a fairly let's say interesting uh, 2020 uh, obviously with your time in Singapore disrupted by the pandemic and then you resigned for power. Uh, has this season sort of been a much more sort of uh, gentler build-up? Yeah, it, it has, to be honest with you. Obviously, last year, 
Um, it was tough. I wasn't uh, allowed to play games at the beginning um, because I didn't have clearance, so I didn't have a preseason at all. Um, to be fair, and then I had that big injury, so um, I'm feeling I'm a lot fitter this year. So hopefully, I can have a much better year than what I did last year. Um, and yeah, I just want to help obviously the team be as successful as possible and obviously if I'm successful it means the team's going to be doing quite well as well so um, yeah I have that expectation um, to do alright and hopefully I help the team And uh, one final question um, who do you believe is going to be Powell's biggest threat this season? Powell's biggest threat um, for I think Olympic uh, I, I have to say the other the other big three you could call them Olympic Knights and and Lions obviously as well they all they all have um, good environments and winning cultures so but you know I think Olympic have assembled a really good squad they've got a, a good change room as well so I'll probably say them um, but honestly I don't know because anyone can win it they're all good teams. Yeah. Anyway, th- thanks for your time, Andy, and as always, best of luck for the upcoming season. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, we're joined now on the season pre- preview by the coach of Olympic FC, Ben Khan. Ben, thanks for talking to us once again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, happy to be here. Absolutely. Now, it feels like I was just talking to you a couple of weeks ago at Perry Park after the end of the State v. State series. Did you actually manage to get much of a break in the off-season? No, it's, uh, it's been a really short turnaround and, and you know, the, the off-season is always difficult for, for coaches and clubs as we try to put our teams together. So, um, yeah, given the reduced time between seasons, it's been, uh, been a pretty busy time, actually. Absolutely, I can imagine it would be. Did you actually have to change anything in the terms of the pre-season this year compared to years past, just given the fact it was such a long year in 2020 and there was such a short turnaround between the two seasons? Yeah, they, yeah we've definitely... Um, it's, yeah, we've had to have a look and we've had to tweak some things and we've um, reviewed previous pre-seasons and uh, we've got a clear idea of where we like to, to come into the season in terms of the conditioning uh, model. But yeah, we've had to had to make some small changes um, just in terms of uh, how quickly we're playing games. Now, usually we have that whole period before Christmas where it's uh, you know kind of month to six week training block. Um, so we. We had to uh, we had to adapt this year because obviously we, we, we weren't afforded that time, um, so we were straight into games. So we've had to um, we've had to manage training carefully and make sure that we protect the players so that we've got a full squad ready for round one. Absolutely, we've seen a few results in the preseason. How's the side going ahead of round one? Yeah, it's good. Um, the team's good. Look, we we don't really focus on results in preseason. It's um, we we quite. Um, quite set on how we how we apply uh, minutes to every player and, and the priority is making sure that we come into round one with you know 18 to 20 players fully ready for 90 minutes so we've got a full squad to select from um, in terms of the games themselves look we've you know we've, we've uh, there's been a bit of turnaround in in uh, in the playing squad so we lost a few uh, at the end of last year and we've gained a few for this season so it's just um and that takes time for, for new players to adapt and for the team to adapt uh, to, to, to what the new players bring. And, yeah, we're just going through that process at the moment. Absolutely. We'll talk about those new players in just a moment. But looking back on 2020, how would you assess it as a, as a year as a whole? Because obviously the side played so well for large parts of the season, but unfortunately once again fell just short in both the Premiership and the Grand Final. So how, how do you look back on it? Yeah, look, like I've said before, there's... Um, 
you know, we we um, uh, we do you know we do everything we can to make sure that we're at the top and that we're we're, we're always in the running. And you know, football football is well known for coming down to very fine margins. And um, you know, you can pinpoint two or three games during the league season where we probably cost ourselves the premiership, and particularly the the game quite early in the season at home to Peninsula, where we we lost one nil. Um, Matt Mundy got sent off uh, about 20 minutes in. Uh, even with the 10 men, we, we probably did enough to go on and, and get a result, but we didn't. But you know, had we had 11 for the for the full game, maybe it would have been a different story because we played really well that day. And then you can look at a couple of other games that we you know conceded late goals and drew. Um, but you know, I, I think every team and every coach could look back at a season and say there were there were moments that, that you know could have been, should have been, would have been, but. Ultimately, Peninsula held on, and they were too strong. And um, yeah, we we just fell short of being able to keep up with them. Um, but in terms of the grand final, look, it's uh, the margins are small. You know, we 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 weren't at our best on the day. Lines did really well to, to stop us. Um, but but I thought we did enough. And uh, had we have had we have gone one nil up when Jez went through and got taken down inside the box. Um, you know, it would have been a different game because they wouldn't have been able to, to sit in and, and keep us out. They would have had to come out. We're very good when teams are, are chasing games against us. So, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, there, it's uh, we can only control what we do, and you know, we we we're you know, we're working very hard to make sure that uh, we're the very best we can be. And, and football is a game of, of a bit of luck and a bit of randomness and. Some decisions here and there, and we're, we're hoping that this year uh, some of that goes our way. Absolutely, it was very much a matter of fine margins in 2020. Looking ahead to this year's squad, you've lost a couple of players, as you mentioned. I guess the biggest name of those was Taskusiki. Working with him briefly in the second half of last year, just how big of a hole does he leave in terms of your squad up front? Um, look, it's, yeah, look he's, uh, he's, a, he's a unique footballer. Um, he, he brings things that not many others can bring. Uh, you know, he's a very, very special player. Uh, it's um, yeah, it's beyond me how he's how he's not playing uh, in the A League or how none of the A League clubs snapped him up. Um, you know, he's, he's very, very good. He's a match winner. He can do things out of the ordinary. Um, and and look, you, you, you know, when you lose a player like that, the question isn't really how do you how do you replace him. It's you know how how do you how do you adapt to be stronger somewhere else and. Uh, make sure that the team can compensate for the loss and become stronger in other areas because you know you don't just go out and replace somebody like somebody. Um So look, we're we're happy with who we brought in and, and uh, how how those players are, are shaping up and the dynamic that's starting to take shape. So we'll, we'll be you know we we may not have Suki but we'll be strong in other areas. Absolutely. I guess you can say something similar about Kazita, who also retired at the end of two thousand and twenty. In the month, a number. Among a number of defensive players who did who have left your squad, and what was the best defense of 2020? So, how have you gone about trying to kind of keep that defensive resolution you had last year while bringing in a couple of new faces? Yeah, it looks same same um, you know same conversation really as as with Suki. You know, you you um, it's very difficult to replace the, the profile of player that Kazuya is, and um, you know we're, we're we're lucky with Zach Anderson that we've we've got a similar type of player to AJ. Um, and we, we brought in Alex Barlow from the Sunshine Coast, who, who has a similar playing profile to Corey Sill. So you know, and, and obviously Jack Glover's back. He um, after the COVID break, he, he, he 
took some time away to, to um, you know, look after himself and some, some areas away from football, but Glover's back in as well. So uh, we're, we're pretty happy with, with what we've got in the back line. And again, it's about taking that time and going through that process for them to find their own strengths and their own dynamics to make sure that they're resilient in games and can help us keep clean sheets. As you mentioned, you have brought in a fair few players this year, Shannon Brady and Lachlan Sass and Bruce Matee, but the two big names, you mentioned Zach Anderson as well as Isaka Cernak. How big is a boost for you as a coach in the club in general to have two guys like that that both join the NPL Queens and your club in particular? What are you looking to get out of them both this year? Yeah, look, you know, when, when you bring players um, who have had careers like theirs in, there's, there's an expectation around what they bring in terms of leadership and the example they set and how they train, how they prepare, how they recover. Um, so it's a, you know it's a great opportunity for all of our younger players and the ones that are uh, aspiring professionals to be surrounded by, by those two guys. Um, they're you know they're very very professional in how they behave and how they conduct themselves. Um, they're, they're they're very passionate about what they want to bring to Olympic and uh, there's been some really good signs of, of the impact that they're having on the group. So yeah, two great signings that will certainly bring the um, bring the playing group up a notch for sure. So you've got Daniel Lech back as well, who was the player of the year for the NPL Queensland in 2020, along with a number of other accolades. How did he take his game further forward in, in 2021? Yeah, look, it's um, the, the, the pressure, oh, you know, we're not putting any pressure on Lech to, to go on and, and uh, you know, necessarily be better and take more on his shoulders. Uh, you know, the job for him is to, is to stay consistent and, um, you know, maintain the level and maintain the threat. Um, that he, he posed last year and I think as the team starts to develop and, and it finds its rhythm he, you know, he's going to be so important for us and uh, the, you know, the new players around him will, will you know, offer a, a, a new you know, a new challenge for him to adapt to and he'll, uh, you know, he'll, he'll we know he's going to get on the score sheet um, we know we expect goals from him and we expect good link up whatever else he brings so yeah no look for him we just want him to have another good year there's no pressure around individual awards you know they're um, often a matter of people's opinions and while it's great for him to get it certainly doesn't define who he is and what we expect from him Absolutely. when you look to the competition as a whole the last couple of years have been dominated by yourselves Lions Gold Coast and Peninsula Power do you see those the four of you continuing to maintain the rage at the top or do you see another team being able to jump into finals contention well, I think I think the four clubs are strong. Um, I think that you know we've we've found it um, a particularly difficult challenge to keep up with with those three clubs. Um, you know they're they're very strong off the pitch um, financially. They're very well organised, very well managed, um, and, and you know that allows them to to attract a certain type of player and a, and a really strong squad every year. Um, you know, they're, you know, all three of them are fantastic clubs, in, in, you know, for various reasons in their own right. So, you know, first of all, you know, first of all, you know, we have to try and find ways to match them, if, you know, because we fall short in some others. Um, so, but you know, in terms of looking at early recruitment, I think that the four will certainly be up there. But I, uh, I, I imagine they'll be, you know, at the start of every season. There's. Um, there's, there's four or five clubs that we look at and say, well, yeah, you know, in terms of how they start the season and what their squad looks like, there's every chance they'll be up there. Um, and and we'll, we'll obviously know more after a couple of rounds of the season who's serious and who's not. 
Absolutely, most certainly will. Have you managed to set some targets for the season this year, or is it purely about just taking that that last step for you this year in terms of just getting over the line, lifting the silver, or is there something more to it? Yeah, look, the, the, the pressure of, of winning silverware is, is um, you know, it's something that we all want and we're all striving for, but it's certainly not, um, it's not something that is weighing too heavy on us. Uh, you know, what we're really focused on is, is the process of what we do every day at training, what we do every week preparing for games. Uh, in the long run, we, you know, we believe that what we do and with the, the squad we've got, it'll be enough to keep us up there at the top. And then, um, you know, we're, we're speaking hard about the, the, the fine margins and the things that we can control. And if we get all of those right, I'm happy. And, and the football gods will do the rest. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking to round one, you've got Gold Coast United at home, who coincidentally you played at home in round one last year. And then you've got Magpies away in round two. Have you had much of a chance to see a bit of Gold Coast this year? Because Magpies are a bit further away. But have you managed to... Have a look at either of those sides ahead of the first couple of rounds of the season, and what are your thoughts on yeah, those couple of matchups? Yeah, yeah, we've managed to watch Gold Coast um, in in most of their games so far. Um, look, I think they're going to be a huge improvement from from uh, the last couple of years. You know, I I, I think very highly of Ray Piddick, and um, you know he he's got a good group of players. A lot of them have played for him before, so there's a, already an understanding and a loyalty towards him there. So. Uh, I'd imagine that they'll be ambitious and they'll be, want, be wanting to be one of the clubs that's knocking on the top four door. So, um, yeah, look, it's you know we yeah, we know we know that it's going to be a good challenge. And uh, as, as I said before, we you know we we just focused on on ourselves and, and making sure that we're ready to go. And if we get everything right, we're going to be really difficult to beat. Absolutely. Well, Ben, thanks for taking time to talk to us once again, and best of luck in 2021. No problem. Look forward to catching up through the year. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Bye. We continue our NPL season preview, and I'm now joined by the head coach of Morton Bay United, Royce Brownlee. Royce, thank you for your time this afternoon. Yeah, no problems at all. Thanks, Adam, for the uh, call-up. Um, how's the uh, shorter pre-season been for you and the players? Look, it's um, been different. You know, you have a set plan you usually work to over the last few years, and then this year it's a little bit shortened, but um, yeah, it's coming along well. Uh, Morton Bay won the surprise packets from last season, finishing a strong fifth and very competitive against the eventual top four. Is it safe to say that the goal of the uh, of the club this season will be to break into that top four? Look, it's always a goal. Um, you know, for us, it's about developing young players and hopefully giving them opportunities to go on and be bigger and better players and, and potentially getting into the roar and um, going on and making a career of football. And to do that, you need to uh, push for the top four every year and give them the best opportunity and exposure to get there. Um, you have some strong signings to bolster the squad this year, including the vastly experienced Chris Maher, Tack and Flair of um, Rio Ono, and exciting uh, youngster Joe Scott, amongst others. How have they integrated into the squad in the pre-season? Look, they've come along well. Um, you know, Chrissy Maher's um, had osteotis pubis this year, oh, end of last year, and he's just starting to come good now. So we'll see how he travels over the next few weeks. But um, Joe Scott's another young, surprising talent, and... Um, you know, he's getting there. He's realised the step up from uh, QPL to NPL is quite uh, a good step. You know, the pace of the game's a lot quicker. Um, and then Rio, Rio's just a talent. Um, he's an absolute pleasure to coach and to, to have around the boys. And um, the young boys love him and uh, the old, older boys love him as well. So he's, he's absolutely fantastic. Uh, with the size and, uh, size and strength of the squad you have, is it fair to say that you're not only aiming, not aiming for success in the league, but also maybe even a tilt at the national rounds of the FFA Cup? Yeah, look, um, our squad's a quite a young squad, and I've tried to add a little bit more um, experience in there 
from last year to um, help, you know, try and um, take on these bigger clubs and and see how far we can take these young boys and expose them to the uh, the, the real good realms of football. Um, I know uh, we, we've discussed this in the past in previous interviews, but I know an important mantra of the club is its junior development. How excited are you to see Morton Bay juniors like uh, Declan Smith, Will Edmondson and Zach Kierpahl, amongst others, coming through to get their chance for at senior football at the club? I love it. Um, I think it's absolutely massive. You know, Morton Bay, um, we've got even more coming through and it's just fantastic. You know, our 18s, um, pretty much all of them stepped up straight into our 23s and I think we only have one or two players that aren't Morton Bay juniors um, within the club and the first team itself um, has... You know, three quarters of the team, Morton Bay players, and you know, been there for a long time. Back when, you know, I was playing there, so it's um, it's good to see, and it gives us that um, close rapport to you know keep moving these players on and give them as much exposure as we can. On the other hand, how important was it to re-sign some long-serving players at clubs such as um, Alex Janowski, your captain, uh, Ben Harris, and Sam Dickinson, just to name a few? Yeah, look, they're um, you know been absolute stalwarts for the club over the last few years and they had a really good year last year and, and the hardest thing for them is trying to keep up with the young boys now coming through because they're absolute talent coming through and um, great for the club to put them under pressure. Uh, Walter Park is one of the more unique home grounds in the MPL, and you've had a fair degree of success at home last season. How important um, is it for your home performances to be there to enhance your top four chances? Look, it's extremely important. You, you, people say it and they talk about it every year, but your home ground's your fortress. And if you can bank on winning every single home game and pick up, you know, half your um, away games, you're um, in with a real good fight to make sure you're in that top four. And uh, one final question um, on this. Other than yourselves, who expect to be fighting out for the finals places at the business end of the season? Look, it's going to be interesting this year. I think um, there's going to be, might be a few surprise packets there, but I think... You know, Olympic are, are always a big force and Peninsula Power, you know, they're the big powerhouses. Uh, but I think Gray's gone and, you know, recruited well and will be a, um, a, a very experienced team. But, um, you know, they're going to be a big side. So I think Gold Coast United will be another uh, handful as well. Anyway, uh, thank, thank you, Royce, for your time this afternoon. Uh, much appreciated. Um, from not only as um, for myself as a local football media personality, but as a supporter of uh, Morton Bay United, I wish you and the boys all the best for the upcoming season. No, fantastic, Adam. Thanks very much, and uh, hopefully see you around. Yep, you know it well. Thank you. All right, cheers, bud. I'm now joined on our MPL season preview special by the head coach of Sunshine Coast Wanderers, Paul Arneson. Paul, thank you for your time this afternoon. No problem, Adam. Uh, How's the pre-season been for you and for the players so far? Uh, Yeah, it's gone gone as well as as can be expected, you know. a lot of fitness, um, a few games, obviously integrating the new players into the uh, into the squad. Um, obviously, you know, trying to get prepared as, as best as we can for um, Kapalabar um, in round one. Um, many many um, people last season tipped you guys to be relegated after being promoted in 2019. However, your players showed great resilience and form to finish ninth. Is that something to motivate the group looking ahead to the new season? Yeah, definitely. You know, we didn't get off to the best of starts last year. I think we lost five out of five in, uh, in the first five league, league games. Obviously, then COVID struck, and um, you know we were looking to, to regroup. And uh, we had a few players coming back from suspension and two uh, long-term injuries. And you know we were looking enough to get Tyson Holmes and Mitch Cooper uh, on board, which obviously helped us, you know, towards the back end of the season. But yeah, we're uh, we determined. You know, 
we might be one of the favourites again. I don't know. We, you know, we're trying not to pay too much attention to that. We just try and, you know, keep our little group together. Uh, we know we don't have the biggest budget in the NPL, but, but what I believe I've got this year is, is a group of players um, that that'll give me everything week in week out. You know, you know, the, the top four Olympics and Lions, Pen Power. Um, Gold Coast United, who have done really well this year uh, pre-season, and obviously Gold Coast Knights, let them fight off up the, up the top. But yeah, if we look after ourselves. Hopefully, we can, you know, do a little bit better than better than last year. Um, yeah, you had you had some memorable performances last season, especially at home, including beating Gold Coast Knights and pushing some of the other top clubs that you just mentioned. Uh, how important is it for, uh, for Ballinger Park to be a fortress for you guys? Yeah, dead, deadly. You're deadly right. Uh, you know, if we can make. Ballinger Park, you know, tough place for, for teams to come on a Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, it's, it's you know it's a nice little tight pitch. So yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully try and make. I'm sure every team says the same. You know, try and win your home games and try and pick up as many points as you can on on the road. We're no different, you know. But um, our, our, as I say, our home venue uh, and our home fortress, if we can make it, that is is massively important to us. So you know, as I say, we start off to first league game at home against Kapalaba, you know, we'll be looking to get the three points, but again, so will Kapalaba, they'll be going out to get the three points um, and try and get off to a good start. Um, you were able to retain uh, players such as, you know, Brody Boyce, Old Duncan for the upcoming campaign, as well as the always reliable Jeremy Stewart. How important was it to retain the, those sort of key players? Yeah, massively important. Um, you know, we've obviously we've signed a couple of local league players as well, that have been playing, you know, in the local league for the last couple of seasons, and um, I think it's trying to give the, the, the if the players are good enough, I'll give them a chance. Uh, I did that with Brody and, and Ollie in particular last year. Um, you know, and obviously Jeremy's been around. He's, he's won the MPL, he, he's won the QPL, uh, he's got Golden Boot player of the season. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need Jeremy's um, experience. Like I say throughout the course of the season. Unfortunately, he's suspended for the first two games. Um, so we'll, we, you know he'll come back in round three. Um, but yeah, we've, we've got a we've got a youngish squad again, a couple of experienced players in there. But we've got players who have, have won the uh, NPL. We've managed to to bring Chris Chancheski from uh, Penn Power. Um, Chris is going to be our our captain for for twenty twenty one. Local boy, so you know there's, there's there's a bit of experience in that group. Uh, obviously, and, and with last year's experience, I'm expecting the boys to to understand and know how the NPL works. And, you know, we're going to come against some tough teams. Um, and some good teams with, with some good players and very good coaches. So yeah, it's a test for us, and I want to challenge myself as a as a coach as well um, to learn and to get better and stuff. And I'm sure the players uh, are the same. Yeah, you you mentioned that um, you've recruited some experienced players like Christian Chevsky from the NPL champion um, of Premier's uh, Peninsula Power, as well as uh, Jacob Fullock, who comes from the NPL via Nambour Yendina uh, last season. You're obviously expecting big big season from those two players in particular. Yeah, not just those two. Uh, I don't want to start putting pressure on, on players and sting, singling players out, but uh, I've worked with both Chris and um, and Jacob when I was head coach at the Fire. I think I gave Jacob his, his first team debut at the Fire. Obviously, he went on to Morton Bay, and, um, as I say, up in, in Victoria before an injury. You know, I think he had an ankle injury. We kept him out for like nine or ten months, and he just got his fitness back last year. So, yeah, without wanting to put too much pressure on him, you know, Jacob Jacob's a goal scorer. He's a number nine. He, he wants to wear the number nine shirt, so uh, he he'll want to score goals. Without, as I say, without putting too much pressure on him, um, you know, obviously we're bringing Chris Young for these with his leadership skills. Uh, he can play numerous positions on the park. He's got a great left foot, good engine. He's a good talker, as I say, and he's and he's obviously won the premiership with um, with Penn Power last year. So, um, yeah, there's, there's you know there's five or six new boys that I'm really excited with that I brought in. Young, you know, want to want to prove themselves at MPL level. Haven't quite 
you know, had a chance on. I cracked it somewhere else, and I'm hoping I can I can give them that at uh, at Sunny Coast Wanderers. You're a, you're a coach that has given young players a chance, you know, as an evidence, you know, throughout your your career in this in the locals. Um, are there any players, that, young players at the club, either in the squad or even about ready to break through, that will be ones to watch without giving away too much of the game plan? Yeah, we've we've got some really good under twenty threes. You know, obviously they want to play senior football. They don't want to play in the twenty threes, which is which is good. But obviously they realise they're going to have to be they're going to have to be patient because. Um, you know, I've got a. I think I've got a decent senior side this year without, to say, putting too much pressure. Um, we've got a young boy called Bailey Salisbury, a young boy called Bailey Wayne. As you just mentioned, Brody Boyce, Ollie Duncan. These boys are still only eighteen and nineteen. Um, you know, so there's Laura. There's a lot of good talent there. Um, who else we've got? We've got Chris's brother Andre. Andre as well, who's just come back from Canberra. He played up in Canberra in the infield there. You know, we brought him back. Who's who's a young boy? Um, I just signed a goalkeeper who's, who's twenty year old. Um, you know, I haven't played for Noosa Lions reserves last year, but you know he's coming and he's he's been great. You know, he's going to challenge our number one keeper. So um, across the board, there's, 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 there's all, I don't want to, as I say, I don't want to single players out. I don't want to miss anybody out because I feel as though they will contribute this year. Um, and then we've got we've got the likes of you know Jeremy Stewart, experienced Riley Campbell, experienced who's played for Morton Bay Jets and scored you know thirty odd goals in the NPL and in ninety games. Um, you know, so there's yeah, there's we've got a good depth. Um, as I say, it's going to be it's going to be you know, an exciting season for myself, and hopefully the players you know, buy into what we're trying to do, and you know go and go and make the season head on and, and challenge the the big the big teams and the big players in the in the NPL. And uh, final question: um, other, other than yourselves, um, who do you expect to be challenging for sort of the um, sort of top honours this year? For the top spot? Yeah, but for the yeah for top four, like, yeah. Oh, I think you can look no further than the boys that were up there last year. The teams up there, you've got obviously Benny Khan at Olympic, you've got Aaron at, at uh, Penn Power, you've got Gold Coast Knights. I think Gold Coast United will be strong this year with, with Gray Piddick. He's made some top signings uh, along with the boys that he's, that he's got there. Um, you know, Lions will be strong again. Morton Bay, you know, you look at Brisbane Raw in pre-season, you know, they've had an excellent pre-season. Some of their young players they've got there are, are outstanding. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're under no illusion. It's going to be tough, but we, as I say, we'll go back to try and make uh, Ballinger Park a little bit of a fortress you know try and win the home games um, you know we're, we're looking at the, the, the teams around with all, with all due respect to Brisbane Strikers and Kapalabar Redlands um, they're, they're the teams Logan Lightner they're the teams we, we have to beat at home you know as I yeah. said three teams go down this year we hope we're not one of them you know we, we believe we won't be one of them but you know football's you, know, you look at Sheffield United in the, in the English Premier League last year did yeah. really well just missed out on Europe and then this year that you know they're struggling in the bottom yeah. three so it, it, you just never know with football you can't take anything for granted so yeah we had a we had a good running towards the end of the season last year some good results but that's gone now we have to focus on obviously 2021 and let's hope you know everybody can stay fit and healthy and um, you know the league the league carries on and um you know, COVID stays away, and we can, yeah. we can have a we can we can have a good season. Yeah, but anyway, uh, thank you, Paul, for your time this afternoon. I wish yourself and Sunshine Coast Wanderers the very best of luck in the upcoming season. Great, so thanks, Adam. All right, it's time for Redlands United on the Brisbane Football Review NPL season preview. We're very pleased to be joined by the coach Richard Greer. Welcome to the show. Uh, thanks, Adam. Yeah, glad to have you on board. We're a week away from the start of the season now. Are you getting excited? Very excited. Uh, looking forward to the season ahead. It's going to be a long year, but we're looking forward to it. Yeah, obviously you've come into a club that spent most of last season in a relegation battle. How are you approaching uh, that this year? Yeah, look, we're undefeated. 
didn't want to lose and so it's going to be another probably tough year for us but the same token I've gone to the club trying to be positive and trying to put a bit of positivity in the club and the boys and saying, yeah, day, you know, it's 11, 11 every week and we do our best and I'm sure we can compete with most teams. Absolutely. Well, we saw that last year as well. Like, uh, getting the points they needed to get to safety, Redland certainly put a scare into quite a few teams. Have you had any major challenges recruiting this off-season? Yeah, look, there's, there's definitely been some challenges and I'm very happy with the squad I've got. But we all know that the climate of the league and it's very hard competing with some of the money that's been thrown around amongst the league. Um, as a club, we're not in a position to do that. But at the same time, we're also very proud of the fact that we've got eight homegrown players for our squad and we think that's what the league should be. Um, so, yeah, there's been challenges in terms of finding players for the right money. Um, but we're also happy with the squad we've got and we're really proud that we are trying to develop players through the club. Well, one player that has returned is uh, Rio Amoto. Are you pretty happy to have him back? Yeah, we're really excited to have Rio. He was one that I identified really early to try and keep. Um, and obviously there was clubs talking to him, but the keep Rio is massive for us and what we want to do. And um, we've loved having him around the club. He's a popular figure. So yeah, definitely have to keep Rio around. And we've also seen a few players come over from the FQPL winners. Logan, what are we expecting from them? Yeah, look, I've known those boys for a long time. Um, they're excited. Um, they're looking for an opportunity to prove themselves. Um, so, look, Yami, Yami's... Your midfield is a very good player on the ball and composed good pass through the ball. Gilgan attacking the back and uh, attacker. Um, Dylan's good at the back, uh, organised and good at playing from the back. We've also got Carlson coming back with everyone's trust here as well. And for me, another exciting player. I think the exciting thing is with those boys, they're, they're all going to prove themselves. They're all hungry to go and prove their name for themselves. So we're excited for them this, this year and I'm sure they're excited to get going as well. Definitely, and one thing that Redlands has to offer is a unique home ground out at the Compass Grounds. Uh, how important is it to turn that place into a fortress? Yeah, it's unique, but it's also for everyone loves to come play it because it's a nice field. Um, <laughs> but yeah, look, we, we are working on pre-season about you know, making it one big club and trying to get some good crowds down there. It does become a bit of a fortress. Um, you know, you, you pick up as many points as you can from home and you're kind of halfway there as well, which is important for us. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of, are there any particular matches you're looking forward to on the fixture, fixture list? Oh, I've been looking forward to all of them. I'm excited. Um, obviously, returning home to Logan. It's been a lot of years there. Um, obviously, left for bigger and better things, hopefully. Um, but looking forward to going back there. Looking forward to playing them. And then obviously, coming up against Royce, who a lot of credit to. Um, me as a coach, so those two guys are going to Definitely. How have you gone about having the side firing ahead of round one? It's, it's, it's new, new faces, new coaches. We've just really been focusing on us and we'll be one of the adopt this season. Um, just with this focusing on us and then hopefully that will, that will tell into the season and we'll be the best we can be and going to most teams and hopefully surprise a few people. Certainly. Um, taking a bit of a league-wide perspective, outside of Redlands, what are you most looking forward to seeing in uh, NPL season 2021? I'm actually really excited for this year, I think, because I, I kind of feel like it's going to be more of a, a leveled out um, considering all the Melbourne boys going back to Melbourne, obviously you're still going to have your big four, plus three more today, and Gold Coast sniff around the top half of the table. But, but I, do, I do generally think over the whole league, it's going to be more of an even league, um, which is going to be exciting for everyone. Definitely. And uh, one other question as well. I suppose your local rival this season is going to be Kapalabar, so certainly interested in seeing how those uh, Redlands derbies go. Yeah, look, from a club's point of view, obviously there's pride at, pride at stake in the local derby. Um, but we'll approach every game like we can and with the belief that we can win and go and do our best. 
Certainly. All right, I'll let you go with uh, one last question. What's going to be the story of the season for your club? I don't want to preempt anything, but I guess from an internal point of view, we're hoping that we can surprise a few people. Um, we're obviously going to be a very hard-working side, and we'll just take every week as it comes and go into it hoping and thinking that we can win and go from there. Excellent. Well, Richard, thank you very much for your time this season. I know you're hard at work getting prepared for round one, so I'll let you get back to that. Um, much appreciated for your time on the Brisbane Football Review. No worries. Look forward to speaking to you again. Thanks. Good luck for the season. Okay, we're joined now on the season preview by the coach of Gold Coast United. Great, pretty great. Thanks for talking to us once again. Yeah, no problem. Uh, great to be having a chat. Absolutely. How are you doing the new role at Gold Coast United? Obviously, first year at the new club. So you mentioned you've been getting a fair bit of control at Gold Coast. Now, was that one of the things that lured you to take the opportunity there? Oh, look, there's a number of factors. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, being able to, to run the program, you know, how, how you would like to is a factor anywhere, where you're coaching anywhere. Um, so, you know, that's been great. There's good support from the technical director and, and the club board. Uh, so... You know, from, from that end, it's, it's been really good and refreshing. And, um, you know, now we've got to make sure that sort of shows on the pitch and, and, you know, we do the club proud. Do the clubs also have been not shy in the past but staying their ambition to stepping up into either the A-League or the second division? Is that also factor into your thinking? Oh, of course, you know. Uh, myself, you know, I certainly want to be uh, coaching at, at the next level, whether that's, uh, you know... Uh, a second division or, or an A-League or somewhere else. So, you know, the, the club has certainly uh, made their bones about the fact that they want to get back to the to the top level where they were before. So, you know, that certainly is uh, enticing for myself and certainly something that I want to... Absolutely. And um, it was a difficult 2020 without question for a lot of people. You had a bit of time off, but the players didn't really. Obviously, it was a very long season. Did you have to change much in the pre-season to try and freshen the players up and just give them a little bit of an extra break? Um, so I think, yeah, the, the way the, uh, the season came the out, obviously, it was down what, October, November by the time they finished. So, you know, we sort of adjust to what would have been a normal pre-season. I gave them some time off, you know, just before Christmas. Um, of the usual, you know, training a little bit before Christmas, but that most of the players had a good sort of four to six weeks off, depending on who they were. So that, that was a good recovery period, and then yeah, we've just uh, been able to get straight into it from, from January. Um, you know, if anything, it's probably a you know a situation of often you're training, you know, maybe for three or four weeks before Christmas, and then end up having a two-week deal. Um, so just starting fresh from from January actually has probably been uh, been a bit smoother. Absolutely, and you you are the only coach who's managed to win the trophies at two different clubs. What's one of the first things you've looked to try and instill in this Gold Coast United you know, to try and make it three? Oh, look, you know, I think 
I think it's, it's just about um, working with the players to, to get to a level that gives us every opportunity to win matches. Um, you know, so the standards that are expected, um, both on and off the field, and you know, you know what's expected at, at this club and the ethos of the club. So, um, you know, and, and the boys have been, you know, so far really good at that. Um, you know, it's, it's just about trying to maximise every every little ounce that we can out of, out of the playing group and, and the staff to uh, you know, to win as many games as possible. That's the target. Um, you know, it's just probably been a, a rough couple of years from, with regards to winning games uh, in NPL football, but uh, what they have been able to do is, is lots of good youngsters. Uh, so I think, you know, what we'll probably see is the, is the fruits of, of that in the previous years, um, you know, starting to come to the fore. So we've got, you know, some very experienced players, of course, but we've sort of got definitely got a group of core young youngsters coming through and, you know, they had, they had some experiences last year that were tough at times, but I think, you know, that's certainly grown from that. You know, I'm expecting some of them to have a real impact this year. Uh, so you mentioned the fact that the club have always given Gold Coast and given a lot of young players opportunities. One player who impressed me last year was Zaki Addis. Is he, is he another player who you expect to take a big step forward this year, along with a few of the others that you were referring to there? Yeah, absolutely. Zahi, um, you know, forget he's still only 17. So, <laughs> um, you know, someone who's had some first-hand experience already and, and he's still only 17. So, um, you know, he's learning all the time. Um, and he's a good learner, Zahi, from what I've seen so far. He's picking up things every week. Yeah, you know, we spoke about a few things from previous matches and he's able to pick them up quickly. So, um, you know, he's certainly been someone who who is able to learn quickly and, you know, that's what you want in the young players. And we know they're going to make mistakes, but if they learn from them and, and adapt and improve, then, you know, that's exactly what we're after. Absolutely. In terms of recruitment, you have brought in a fair few experienced players to help the young players come through. Is it almost not just a case of leadership with those players? It's more mentorship in terms of teaching them the right way so that they do develop in the right way. Is that a part of your, your thinking? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, last year there were a few experienced players in the team already um, and then a lot of youngsters and, and sort of not, not too many in between, that in between mid twenty age group and so when some of the experienced players were unavailable, which, which happens um, as you get a bit older, um, you know, they're, they're lacking a little bit of that, you know, proven MPL quality at times. So we've certainly brought some players in who, who've been around the traps and have proven MPL players. And, you know, that's to sort of bridge the gap of the squad of, of you know, the, the veterans uh, and, and the good young players. So I think we've got a very good mix. Um, the older boys are leading the way. We've standards of, of how we expect things to be done and, and the younger boys are definitely following and definitely taking it on board. You mentioned the older guys. Up front you've certainly got a lot of experience with Jared Kyle coming in to work with uh, Shane Smelt. So is that, is that you must be very confident with the fact that you should be able to score plenty of goals with that duo along with the players coming in addition to those. Yeah, look, yeah, if you look around, you know, Jared Kyle's a proven, proven performer. He's, he's a you know, trophy winner. Um, so, you know, goals yeah, he brings, he brings a lot to the team. Um, so you've got him, you've got Sam Smith, who's been on fire in pre-season so far. He's, a, he's another, you know, trophy winner, another person who can score goals. And, and of course, Melfi, you know, top-notch. So, um, yeah, we, we know we've got goals in us. Uh, we're working on, on how we create the opportunities for those boys because um, we know they'll finish. 
and uh, you know, and then uh, of course it's about making sure we have that consistency on the park week in, week out. Um, if we can do that, I'm sure we can win some matches. Absolutely. Talking of consistency, the club's probably like Aiden Mumford. He's moved on. How's how's Ryan Meskel going coming back into football after a few years away in, in the US college system, playing a different sport? Yeah, look, uh, um, you wouldn't have even known he's been away, to be honest. <laughs> he's, been, he's been, for someone who hasn't played for three years, uh, he's been uh, very, very good. Um, so, you know, his, his goalkeeping, you know, he was a top goalkeeper before he left to, to play NFL at, at college and if anything, his, you know, particularly his distribution with the ball has probably got got better uh, from, from my memory. Very consistent, very accurate with his delivery with, with the ball. So, um, and, you know, he's been only back training six weeks, seven weeks. So, you know, expecting him to uh, continue to improve. And like I said, he was, he was a good goalkeeper uh, before he left. So, you know, we know he's going to get back to that. And, you know, he's well coached with, Paul Jones as well, and got the other young goalkeepers pushing him. So, you know, I'm expecting you know, Ryan to be one of the best goalkeepers in the comp. It's certainly a unique transition that he's gone through, isn't it? Yeah, look, there's, there's a, it's a big change. Uh, there's quite a lot of changes uh, with regards to personnel, but um, obviously it was, you know, it was required. There's a, a number of players who played last year who aren't at the club anyway. Um, so, yeah, we needed to bring players in. You know, to improve the squad, but also to replace numbers wise, um, and then we've promoted you know, some of the younger boys into the first team squad. So we've actually got a you know I'm really happy with the squad. There's lots of competition for places. Everyone's pushing each other. Um, I think in previous years at Gold Coast United, when there was you know a key player or two who were injured, um, you know the, the depth was really tested. Um, you know, and I don't think that's going to be a problem for us this year. Absolutely. Now, looking ahead to the season, have you, have you set out some targets for the season yet? Because Gold Coast now traditionally do start pretty well in the first half of the season before fading away in the second half. Is that is the target to see out a full season with that consistency in the first half, or is it pushing for that top four? What's your kind of target for this season? Well, I think the, the first target is to win more games than we won last year at the starting point. Um, and, you know, going from there, yep. um, we've got a quite tough draw to start off with with regards to uh, playing some of the top teams away from home early in the season. So um, that'll give us a really good yardstick as, as to where we really are. Um, we've done well in pre-season so far, but nothing really replaces a, an NPL game for points. So that'll give us a bit of a taste. Um, and I think, again, yeah, traditionally, you know, that it started quite well the previous two seasons. And, yeah, like I said, we just not, not enough squad depth when there's an injury or two or a suspension, then, then it gets a lot harder. Um, so, and COVID really had an impact with, with losing a few players as well last year. So, I think, you know, the aim for us is obviously to start well um, and then just to carry it on as best we can. I've got to ask you quickly about the two derbies. The Gold Coast United haven't fared too well in those fixtures so far in the, in the MPL era. Is that a big priority for you to try and get one over the Gold Coast Knights and kind of cement yourselves down there as the bigger club? Oh, look, you know, you always want to win win any derby, no matter who you are. So, yeah, obviously, the, uh, I'm sure it'll be a fiery contest and it'll be a good contest. Um, and expecting, you know, some big crowds to watch those games, which is great. Um, you know, at the same time, you know, we, we only play Gold Coast you know, uh, Knights twice, so the six points. So, um, 
we definitely want to do well in those games, but we want to make sure we do well in every other game as well. I'll tell you, those other games do start away to Olympic FC, and it's the same starting fixture you had last year, and then you've got Morton Bay at home in round two, a team you've played in the in the preseason. So is that a, is that kind of a fixture where you know kind of what to expect from Morton Bay? And what are your thoughts on those first two oh, games? Look, I think, well, yeah, you know, it doesn't get any tougher than an Olympic away on a Sunday um, to start the season. So, yeah, that'll definitely test us. And then I think round three, we got, um, we got power away from home on a Sunday. So... A um, couple of really big away matches straight up. And then, you know, Morton Bay, who finished fifth last year at home. So, obviously, we've seen a little bit of Morton Bay in pre-season, but you know, we've played them quite early in pre-season. So, um, you know, I'm expecting that they're going to be a lot better by the time we play them round two. Um, and when we played them pre-season, it was a you know, pretty tight affair, really. The game could have gone either way, to be honest. So, um, we know we've got a tough start, but... You know, I think the boys are up for it, and at this moment in time, they're quite confident with how things are travelling. So we just need to make sure we keep that going. Absolutely. Final question, Greg. What will the story of Gold Coast United's 2021 season be? Oh, the story. Well, I'd like I'd like a story to be, yeah, you know, obviously a, a clear improvement on last year. Um, you know, with with the squad that we've assembled, uh, I think that's possible, definitely, and. Um, I think the other thing will definitely be yeah, be some new names uh, on the coast, some young boys coming through that are really showing their worth. Um, I think that'll definitely be a theme for this year as well. And um, you know, from our end, from our end, it's going to be a place that's hopefully difficult to come to come to for opposition teams. Uh, you know, the pitch and everything like that has been fixed up and you know, it's in perfect condition at the moment, so it should be a good place to come and play and, and play. Sounds excellent. Always good to see young players getting an opportunity in the NPL Queensland. Great, Peter. Thanks for talking to us. No worries, mate. Thanks for the chat. Okay, we're joined now on the season improved by the coach of Logan Lightning, Rick Coglin. Rick, thanks for talking to us. Hello, yeah. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. No problems. Now, it was a great season for Logan Lightning in 2003, promoted from the FQPL. I mean, when you look back on it, what's the most satisfying part of the season for you? Absolutely. It was a year like no other result. It was much more difficult last year to get promoted given the situations off the field which were out of everyone's control. When you look to this year's pre-season, did the length of last season being so did that change the way thing you had to go about things this year? Um, I'm not so sure. I think I think the end of last season, everybody, players, coaches, staff, volunteers, I think everybody in the football community probably needed a break after the length of the year. So I think we were all welcomed a bit of a shorter pre-season this year. Um, you know, that being said, obviously, you get more time to, yeah. and to get, uh, get yourself ready. But I think, no, it was a, it was a, everyone was ready for pre-season this year. And I think the level of time probably suited the, the context of what happened last year. Absolutely, we were all well overdue. A break-up will happen the last season, no question about that. When you're stepping up into the MPL Queensland, what's been the, the biggest thing for you in terms of trying to get the club ready for the, for the top level? Our, our bar and our main goal was to get us promoted and, and to win the league. 
Um, you know, having achieved that, that that's obviously not our goal this year. You know, our goal is to long term become a sustainable competitive MPL club. How that looks this year, I'm sure there's going to be many highs and lows, and you know, we have to ride those waves. And you know, we we certainly know it's not going to be uh, a season like last year. That being said, we certainly hope that we can back ourselves to turn some heads and be competitive. And and I think like every other club trying to close the gap on the uh, on the so-called big four. I think you know there's, there's clearly some some excellent teams and clubs in and around the MPLs that we need to now in year one work to see how do we start closing the gap on on every other team that's and so far ahead of us being, being the newcomers. That, that's obviously the objective. Absolutely, I'm sure we've got plenty of opportunities to do that over the course of the season. One thing that did stand Logan in good stead last year was the clubs. Defensive record, I exceeded 19 goals in the FQPL. It was the league best. Is that something that you're going to really look to this year to underpin the side's MPL campaign? Uh, of course. I think that's how you give yourself the best opportunity to push on. Um, you know, we, we managed to do that and, and we've spoke a lot about that and we invested heavily in, in us with the ball and I think that's the best way to head the ball. But, you know, that being said, we obviously are this year that that's not going to be the picture this year. You now we're coming up against better opposition to better players. Um, so we are going to have as much as the ball. We are going to face opposition to a more clinical in front of goal. So naturally, that's, you know, we don't expect that to be something that translates into this season. But what we have to do is focus on ourselves, focus on how we best become competitive. And, um, and if that's, that's, that's the keeping clean sheets to the best of our ability or, or trying to be more clinical ourselves in front of goal. But, you know, the focus won't shift. It'll be on us week in, week out, and how do we, how do we compete? Rest ability, yeah. Absolutely. And you have maintained the majority of the squad which got promoted from the FQPL. So how important is that in terms of continuity for the playing group? You mentioned it was a relatively new group last year. Yeah, huge, huge. And I think it was probably in both directions. I think one is great for the team camaraderie to back up again after what we achieved. But two, it was from from the club. To the players, it was important that we showed a sense of loyalty and back them after again what we achieved. So there wasn't too many ins and outs. Yes, there was a couple. That's always going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think it was important. It was really important that we backed in the boys who done so well for us last year. So it was a, obviously really pleased to get the crux of it and to get some new faces in. And you know, hopefully we can go another level with the team. Absolutely. You mentioned a couple of those ins. You've got a few players who have some MPL experience. Got that Ryan Palmer, Carter Glockner, Matt Capello coming in to boost the squad. Was it important to get players who've played at that higher level just to, for that bit of experience? Absolutely. 100%. That was, uh, that was a huge emphasis on, on our recruitment on the off-season. How do we get players who are a bit more experienced, maybe uh, doesn't have to mean age necessarily, but a bit more experience around having been around the competition, games played, dressing rooms they've been in and how can they bring that to our team. I think as a, as a new club, you know, we knew there's only one team getting promoted, so the focus is on us as the, the new kids on the block, so you know, we have to try and improve in that area to be, to be more competitive, so you know, I'm really pleased with some of the new guys that come in and hopefully help us make that step. Absolutely. You, know, was, you start the season away on Friday night against Peninsula Power, a trophy on the line there. How important is that to... um? Is that trophy of importance to you, or is it about starting the league off right? Yeah, look, the, the trophy is of zero importance <laughs> to myself personally. Um, I think it is, it, of course, you know, you, you're going to want to win win a game regardless if there's a trophy or not. So, in terms of uh, our preparation of this week, you know, it could be more difficult than going away to the champions, but that is what it is. Um, you know, we have the relish, that's 
do. You can't do all the hard work of trying to get promoted last year when you're worried and you're you're scared about going to wait for champions. So we have to enjoy it, win, lose or draw. Um, we'll certainly put our best foot forward, and I think ultimately it's about instilling the principles that is going to help us be competitive for, for the duration of the year, not for one particular game. So we'll certainly be looking to put up on our front foot and see what we can achieve. Absolutely, Logan do have a good record at, at AJ Clay Park, so you never know what might happen. Yeah, you never know what might happen, absolutely. So you've got East at home in round two. How important is it going to be to make Cornubia Park down there a fortress this year in terms of the home form? Yeah, I think that'll be huge. I think trying to trying to make our home ground a really challenging place to come will be, will be vital for us. I think also uh, talking about clubs like East, you know, there's, there's some really well-established, strong clubs around who will all be Absolutely. Last question, Rick. What will the story of Logan's 2021 season be, do you think? Uh, hopefully ticking the box that we just talked about. I think, you know, we, we certainly don't want to come in and use the word survive. I think that's a dangerous word. Um, I think coming in to see, to raise our, raise our bar and compete, I think that's really important. We think the club of Logan as a whole is a big club. It's got some great people behind it. I think geographically it's in a really good location to become a big Absolutely. Rick, thanks for talking to us and best of luck this season. Fantastic. Thank you. Just have me on. All right, we're joined now on the season preview by the coach of the Magpies Crusaders, Tom Valentine. Tom, thanks for talking to us. No worries at all. How are you doing? Oh, I'm not too bad. Yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. It's uh, a bit warm up here at the moment, but no, we're good. As someone who lived up in North Queensland for a while, I can say, I know it's certainly warm up there, but that's something that you can probably use to your advantage as well, isn't it? The heat, at least in the early part of the season. It is, but it, it, it's also very difficult when it comes to training. Training in, you know, last night was 95% humidity and it was 34 degrees when we kicked off training. <laughs> Wonderful, the memories. Used to live up in Townsville for a while, so I'm well used to the heat. But it's been a very it's been a very different off-season, hasn't it, with the MPL? Obviously, Magpies weren't involved last year after the lockdown, but has he changed anything with the, off, with the pre-season in terms of how you go about it? Um... Not really for us, because um, we ended up pretty much having a normal season just playing playing locally, unfortunately, but we ended up having a pretty much a normal season. We came back in similar time to last year. Most of our players that we bring in from interstate arrived at similar time scales. If anything, it helped us out having starting that a little bit later. It's meant the imports that we bring in, being regional, we had to bring a lot of guys in it. Um, actually helped us we've had a little bit longer to work with them this time last year we obviously started so you know, they, they had a lot less time to acclimatize and, and to pick up the speed of play and understand you know 
conceptually what it is we were trying to do on the football pitch. Absolutely. When you think back to the handful of games that the Magpies did play in the NPL 2020, how do you think the team performed? And did you manage to get a, a good read of the um, the gauge of the competition? Obviously, it was your first year as coach in the NPL Queensland, having moved from interstate. So did you manage to get a bit of a, a gauge of the standard of the league? Yeah, I think so. I think we got a good understanding quite early on of where it was kind of we were fitting in and where we thought we might finish by the end of the season, given the improvement that happened from, obviously, the first round to the, the fourth round in that time. So I think we, we have a very clear understanding of what it is that we now have to do and where we need to, um, to finish the season. Did you feel you were able to work on some of those things during the, the um, local competition which you did play in through the second half of 2020? And how do you think that went? Oh, look, we had a, um, a lot of young guys. Obviously, um, a few of our players went off and played in NPLs in other states. Um, and the goalie centre-back went off and played in other states. Obviously, Dunny went down to Redlands and um, did a great job down there. Um, what it meant we could do was really hone in on some of our younger players um, really try and upskill some of the weaknesses they had in their games and also work on improving some of their strengths they had. So it's been really good for us in terms of just being able to develop some of our younger guys work on our style of playing things that we want want the guys to do in and out of possession and at certain moments in the game we've been able to hammer down on those over the last what is it now six months basically. Absolutely. Um, you mentioned Latham Dunn there. He was in cre- tremendous form for Redlands at the back end of last season. Obviously, be hoping he can bring some of that back to Solis in Canoval this year. Yeah, of course. Um, he did really well. He obviously had a positional change down there as well. And they moved him further up the field. So we've kind of continued with that and, and continued to develop him in that role. Um, it was very raw, obviously, for Redlands. I think they just kind of let him use his pace and his power almost do what he wanted to where we play with a bit more of a strict style so we've been having to work on a few little things with him um, but he's he's scored a goal in, in every one of the preseason games so far and he's doing really well Good to see that form continuing um, You have got a couple of young players who started to take a step forward last year guys like Kyron Walters and goalkeeper William Lejeune are you looking, for, looking to those players again to take another big step forward this year as well? I think with the fact that Kyron and um, Will and, and the ones that you just mentioned there trained and had good game time with Brisbane Raw when Brisbane Raw came up in their pre-season. You know, Kyron ended up playing for Brisbane Raw against us in that trial game. Um, has shown a pair of them how far they've come. Will spent um, a lot of the lockdown training with, with Sydney FC as well. So he's done, he's done incredibly well behind the scenes and he's come back um, probably better than he was at the start of last season as well. Now we've already mentioned Kyron. Marco's improved out of sight. And you know, we've managed to bring in a few more players as well who, who were even more interesting as well. So we've got, we've got a very interesting group up here this year. You mentioned a couple of interesting things. You've got Josh Addo out of the NPL in Victoria. And you've got Geordie Flugels back as well. I mean, the front third's looking quite strong, isn't it? Yeah, the front half of our team is looking very strong. We just brought in a lad from Adelaide as well as playing an NPL in Adelaide at Olympic. Um, so we've got we've got five players vying for a few spots up front who are all very interesting players. They all have a, a slightly different skill set, whether it be pace or their ability to dribble or their ability to finish. They all bring in something a little different, which is which is fantastic because the competition level of training has gone through the roof. 
exactly what a coach wants, right? Competition for places. Yeah, and they've all got really good attitudes as well. So we've not got any any guys while the competition's happening moaning about you know so and so being slightly ahead of them or however they perceive their own pecking order to be. They're just they're pushing each other along there, and they're trying to help each other as well, which is really good. We've got a, a good group of guys who are all pushing and fighting, but helping each other along as well, which is fantastic. Absolutely, and. Obviously being the only true regional club in the MPL Queensland, giving young players from that region is obviously a big, big, really important. I imagine you're going to be continuing along that path as well. Yeah, we've brought in a couple of young players from Rockhampton this season. We've still brought down, obviously, uh, Massey and Kyron from Townsville. We looked at a couple of guys in Cairns, but unfortunately they went straight past us down to Brisbane. So we've been trying again to represent the area and bring in a few more guys. We looked at guy from down at um, Capricorn Coast as well, so we've been we've been spreading the net far and wide. We had we had two guys from Darwin come down for trial as well. With so we've been really spreading the net as far as we possibly can and looking to bring in different players from all over. That is a very wide net. It's important that is a team from the regional areas involved in the NPL Queens, isn't it? Because we had North Queensland and, and Cairns for a while. They they dropped out. Now it's just Magpies almost carrying the flag in the northern half of the state. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's very important for player development to have have teams like us, you know, and hopefully one day Football Queensland endorses, you know, some more regional teams coming back in, um, because how else are these the, the players in these areas going to develop without having to relocate all the time to to major capitals rather than offer offer a development path for those players in the region. Absolutely, it's not easy to relocate either. Looking to make home field, um, make home field a really um, a, um, fortress this year because that's obviously going to be very important to the, the prospects of the season. Uh, I think our form in general is really important, whether we're home or away. Obviously, we can we can make um, Solgin Canoval um, really uncomfortable to come and play at for those teams rather than coming up and having a jolly for the weekend and enjoying their join their boys trip away for the weekend we can make it difficult we can you know the pitch is a relatively small pitch anyway we we're getting good crowd numbers already just to watch us in pre-season we've had you know four or five hundred people coming out to watch pre-season friendlies so if we can get that number up to a thousand and it's a noisy and boisterous place you know it's going to be a difficult place to come and play it's a very good facility up there as well you must be very lucky to have a top quality facility like that available to you yeah i think we're really lucky um Probably outside of the A League, we've probably got you know, probably the best facility probably in the state. So I think we're we're blessed that we, we play on a carpet, we get to train on a carpet. Um, we're yeah, we're absolutely blessed. You know, last night we did a, a video review in a beautiful air conditioned facility, and then went into ice baths after training. So we're you know, we're very lucky that we have the backing of the club behind us, and, and they're willing to invest in the infrastructure to keep the club moving forward. Ice baths and air conditioning, two essentials up in North Queensland, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, especially in this time of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you managed to sit down and work out what your targets are for 2020? Is it more, and is, if you have, are they more about achieving a certain finishing position or is it about development of the players? Uh, it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. Obviously, we want to continue to develop the, um, the players that we've got. We know that um, you know, if we achieve our development goals with our players, it, it improves on-field performances. So the two go hand in hand. If we just try and focus on results and ignore you know, our player development, eventually the performance 
Um, whereas if we focus that a little bit more on our player development, the results will take care of themselves as long as we don't, again, just focus solely on player development. You know, there's, there's moments in games where we're going to have to play to win or play to hold on to a draw. So we have to take both hand in hand and really focus on you know, what's right at the right moment. Absolutely. And just quickly, how important is a good cup run this year? Obviously, Magpies made it to the last 16 a couple of years ago. Last year, it was cancelled, obviously. How important is it to get back to that national stage once again? I think it's good for every club. It puts you on a map. Um, obviously, then it highlights the things that we're doing as the staff behind the scenes. You know, that's our, that's our way of showing what we're doing. It's a way for the players to, to give themselves that exposure and potentially move up to the next level. Um, and clubs are looking at what's going on all the time. If you can make it that far, it's, it's just really good endorsement for the club um, and what we're doing in the whole. Absolutely. Before that, you've got Brisbane Strikers away in round one. Have you had a chance to have a look at anything that they've done this off-season? And what are your thoughts on that matchup down here in Brisbane? Um, look, we haven't been able to see any game time because there's, you know, if, if things are being filmed, they're not being distributed or they're not being put up on the internet. We've obviously managed to look at a lot of their results um, and seen the scores that they've been getting against other MPL sides, but it's really hard to get a grasp of our teams building their strongest teams in pre-season, our teams rotating players. Can't, can't really get a true grasp. Yes, they look like they're struggling in pre-season, but come round one, you know, they might have gone out and brought in a few more players from somewhere. It, you can't really tell... I don't think you can get a true lie of the league, especially at this sort of level, until probably round three or four, when you know results and teams have started to play. So you start to see more solidified results, more more consistent team selection. Absolutely, and I guess it works the other way as well. Being up in the north as well, teams teams down here are less likely to be able to keep track of of what you're doing as well. Yeah, I think that works. Um, you know, when we spoke last year, we spoke to the Pen Power coach after the game, and he said he had people come and watch us twice. So, I think um, teams are obviously out there and looking around. Um, you know, especially guys who have obviously been in Queensland a lot longer than I have, probably have a more extensive network of people they know who have possibly moved around the state and are able to watch games for them. You know, my network's still quite short. All of, of people I know in terms of the coaching world, at here players wise, we've got a very large network myself and a technical director so we can we get a good grasp of what's going on through players but you know, I've been able to speak to other people about what's going on coaching wise behind the scenes yeah, I'll admit I'm probably a little bit behind the eight ball on that okay, Final question, what what will the story of the Magpies season be? Um, very good question um, I think we'll probably look a little bit like Leeds this year if I'm honest, I think we'll, we'll shock a few people, we'll get some very good results um, and then we'll, we'll probably lose a few games where we're probably not expected to. Um, obviously, we've got a young squad. We've got a very, very exciting squad, um, very technically gifted squad this year. But I think, yeah, I think we'll, we'll shock a few and then we'll probably lose a few which we shouldn't lose on paper, if that makes sense. Sounds good. Tom, thanks for talking to us and good luck this season. No worries. Thank you very much. No problem. That's going to be it for this edition of the Brisbane Football Review. Remember to get out and see these clubs in person throughout the course of the season. Every club has something unique about their home ground and certainly well worth the trip to go there in person. 
It's also a good reminder to check out and subscribe to NPL TV, where these matches are getting streamed all season long if you can't get there in person. Also worth keeping an eye out for our regular podcast this Wednesday, plus our NPL Women's and FQPL season preview specials. They'll be out in the coming days as well as those seasons get closer. Scott and Adam will also have their NPL Sunday show starting up once again when the season begins, so like, subscribe, do all that stuff to stay up to date with all things going on here in Queensland football. We should say once again a big thanks to all the clubs and to Football Queensland for their help putting this show together. In the meantime, enjoy the football this season. We can't wait to bring you all the action. We'll be back with more shows soon.